2: Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499-736-736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. This is Race Car this Saturday morning. Gareth, Hall with you. It's four minutes past 11. Massive day of racing right across the country. It's the biggest day in the West, Railway Stakes Day. And uh, some news breaking out of Western Australia if you're just joining us. The meeting's been pushed back to three o'clock, which means race one's been postponed until next Saturday. There's a chance that race two could also be postponed. Now, the, the catch here is that they can't start the meeting when it's 38 degrees or hotter and at three o'clock it's just under 30, I think it's 37.8, but if it's 38.2, they're going to make a decision pretty shortly, you would imagine, regarding race number two, if they postpone that event as well, but at the moment there is one less race there in Perth today, And but I'm pretty sure that they'll run the railway stakes, it's been really hot, they're in the middle of a, a heat wave in WA at the moment, so that's the story there. And Cashy Boom, big news there out of the WA Guinea. She's been scratched from that Group 2 feature, this Boom filly, the son of Spirit of Boom for Grant and Alana Williams. We had a chat to Grant Williams on Giddy Up yesterday, and he mentioned that he just wasn't happy with the way that she pulled up after that tough run in hot conditions last Saturday, and he was weighing up yesterday. She was a 50-50 chance of starting in the Guineas today but they decided to give her a rest and aim her up at the group 1 wait for age northerly in a couple of weeks time which is which was been a terrific race for 3 year olds over the years and a couple of superstar fillies have won that race like an acadia queen and amelia's jewel who won it last year so i think that's where she'll be safe for now and uh, Keshi boom doesn't take her place and at the Guineas this afternoon, Cranbourne Cup Day at Cranbourne, of course, and of course, looking forward to the gong meeting at uh, Kembla Grange and a big hello to all of the, our listeners there listening there in uh, the Illawarra ahead of uh, the biggest day of racing there at Kembla Grange. Nicholas Quinn joins us, as he always does on a race card on, car on a Saturday morning. G'day, Quinny.
1: Hello, Gareth. Hello, all. We had the emotional farewell from each other last week. It was a bit premature. I'm going yes. right back on the show, just pulling over as we speak so we can have a chin wag ahead of a big day of racing out of Cranbourne.
2: Do you like these type of days? Cranbourne Cup Day, Kemla Grange with the gong, so a couple of provincial circuits get to take centre stage. <sighs> And also finals day at Morfittville as well, which I think yep. just
1: adds nicely to the day. And as you've alluded to a, th- a few times throughout the course of the show, then it's a terrific night of racing across all three codes. And I don't think it was obviously intentional that the, uh, the Perth races ended up being so late, but the advantage is we probably get that quality later on in the evening as well. So if you do like your racing across all three codes, you're in for an absolute treat. And to answer your question, I do like the fact that they've got Cranbourne today and also Kembla Grange. It's been such a massive, massive month of racing at the big venues across both states. And I like the fact that some of the more out wide venues get their chance yes. on the center stage today.
2: I need the blinkers on with my, with my ADHD hosting the racing.com coverage at, this, at the dogs that will be intriguing and enthralling in itself. But when you've got the railway stakes, um, at the corner of your eye, and then the Breeders' Crown, um, at Melton on the, on the other side of, um, your viewing, and then you've got menangle with some nice races going around as well, um, it's going to be really hard to concentrate. On the job at hand.
1: (laughs) And I think just like those having a social sip today, those having a bet, you've got to pace yourself. You've got to probably work out your plan of attack and stick to it because it would be easy in both of our vices in life, having a beer and having a punt, to go too hard too early.
2: And especially with Ascot, you need to keep an eye on the races because this bloody win, you just don't know what's going to happen there, which can change the way that you invest in a way. I think it's risky betting into those markets. Unless, like, for instance, in the Guineas now, as we had a chat to our great mate Terry Leighton, I think that you can definitely back a couple of horses right now to make some money, Um and despite the pattern, I think they'll play a major part. Now is Keshi boom out of that market yet? Um, $2.60. No, she's not. Is there any chance you can take her out of the market? Um, yeah. So you got autumn rebel at $21 and then zip away. That's firmed into $6 now. So I think you can back both those horses for a bit of a result for mine anyway, in the guineas. That's how I play that. And, The the railway is a fascinating race. What's your take on the railway, Quinny? Like, Tuvalu's the best horse, and and he'll be ridden like the best horse, and I think he will win because he's the best horse, if you know what I mean.
1: Spot on. And the fact we can back Tuvalu each way. Now, I know I'm more of an each-way punter than you, but I think circumstantially this is a perfect, ideal bet for an each-way play because we know where he'll be. He'll be leader or leader back. He should be able to dictate it might be No disadvantage to be up on speed today with the rail out. So I'm going to back him each way at around that $4.80 mark, $2.05, so you can pay for a refreshment after the race, should he run second or third. More importantly, you get his stake back. But I think he is the one to beat. Elstathina heads the way there at $3.90 and roots a $6.50 chance. But it will be interesting to see... What the punters do as the race gets closer and Kishi Boom has come out of the Ladbrokes market for the WA Guineas and we've got Super Super Smink now at $1.95. All right,
2: then we've got Gavin Bedgegood who's about to join us on the line, Quinny, because he's got just folk engaged in the Cranbourne Cup and he's going to be awfully hard to beat. Um, You're heading to Cranbourne. What's the weather looking like?
1: It's looking a little bit grim, which will be bad news for most people, except for Gavin Bedgood, because I think a few of his runners will appreciate the sting out of the ground today. Just spoke a $5.50 fifty second leg. He's got some other good chances throughout the course of the day. And hopefully it's a big weekend for Gav, because he settles up the favourite keeps in the Kilmore Cup tomorrow. So hopefully he's got two cups across two weekends. Throughout the week, he was not quite sure which way to go with the two gallopers. He thought about the gong. He thought about some other races, but the fact that he separated them both Hopefully, it gives him a crack at two big race
2: victories. And he's a young trainer going places. He's a superstar. Jizzy's done a wonderful job with the team that he's got, and he joins us on the line. Gavin, um, thanks for joining us. Gavin could now with us here on Race Card on this Saturday Saturday morning, and um, it's a big day for Cranburn on your your home track, mate. What's the What's the day looking like? Are the people starting to roll up yet?
0: Yeah, no, I'm still at home at the moment, but we're just five minutes from the track. It's always a, a big day, and it's well supported by the locals, and uh, I think I've been going to Cranbourne Cup for well well over 20 years, yeah. so looking forward to getting on course.
2: Now, Gav, I felt for you this this week, and and we've been talking to the track curators, looking at the weather report, and on Wednesday, it was looking like the Cranbourne would be wetter than Kemla Grange, and then Friday, you got the text message through when we are doing giddy-up, and... They said, Gareth, it hasn't stopped raining at the Illawarra and you get a heavy track now at Kembla Grange and a soft track and the rain still might come this afternoon there at Cranbourne. Um, he would have been hard to beat there. I say just folk on a heavy track there at the gong in the gong there at Kembla Grange.
0: Yeah. Um, bit gutted watching the weather report. It's sort of last week it was forecast to be, um, quite a significant amount of rain and that changed early this week. And, uh, Sort of wednesday morning when i had to make a decision i didn't want to accept for both and spend the next day second guessing i just had to make a decision and i thought the the Cranbourne race was the weaker of the two options and um there was rain forecast that we haven't got as much as what they had forecast but um look as i said i'm only five minutes from the course and we've had quite a significant amount of rain in the last hour and the track has received a, a downgrade to a soft six in the last 10 minutes so You know that should be sufficient. I don't think he needs it heavy. He just needs uh, a nice bit of give in the ground.
1: Now, Gav, you've been described as an absolute genius when you get your hands
0: on these horses
1: that have been with other trainers. What's your secret? What's your remedy? Why do they go so well under your care and when they get to your team? And as great as that's going, is it also important you get the message out there, hey, I'm not just a one-trick pony?
0: Yeah, look, I'm Uh, definitely no genius and we don't try and invent the wheel but I just think sometimes older horses they might have been in a system somewhere else for a long time and um, a fresh set of eyes and a different outlook on things Uh, he was obviously not a horse trained at Cranbourne so a change is as good as a holiday sometimes and uh, look he was a horse that arrived in really good condition and had been well looked after and um, yeah as I said just a fresh set of eyes on him and uh, a change of routine.
2: How do you read this year's Cranbourne Cup mate because Just looking at the market now, you've got Just Folk back into $5, pounding um, at $10. Here to shocks the other horse that'll be on pace there at $7.50. And then you got a Foxy Cleopatra and Euphoric, both trained locally there at Cranbourne, equal favourites at $4.60. How do you read this year's race, mate? Yeah, look,
0: it's a a competitive race, but I just think if you look at his um, last run, it was on a, an unsuitable good three rated track and he was 2.15 lengths off Prowess, Antino and Tuvalu. Tuvalu's is lining up his favourite in a in a Group 1 race in Perth today. Um, what price would any of those horses be going around in a Cranbourne Cup? So um, there doesn't look to be mad speed on paper. He'll put himself somewhere up in the first three or four in running. Um, soft ground's a tick. Bo Merton is riding great he's stirred up records very good. And I just think there's a, a lot of boxes ticked in his corner to come here and run well today.
1: Now, Gav, what would it mean to win the Cranbourne cup with just Vote? Cause as you've alluded to, you're based at Cranbourne, you're a, lot, a young trainer on the rise and to get this sort of race on the CV, I dare say would bring a lot of joy.
0: Oh, for sure. I started, um, my working life when I was 14 at Cranbourne, um, 24 years ago, I think that is. And, uh, Yeah, I've always been around the area. I grew up in Somerville, which is not far away. And, uh, yeah, look, a a hometown victory would be uh, icing on the cake for sure.
2: Geez, they're back in Ezra. We're in race number five over the 1,000 metres from an inside gate. Pin takes the claim. Your thoughts there, mate, in race five?
0: Yeah, look, I'm really happy with this horse. I thought he galloped fantastic on Tuesday morning at the Turf Club. Um, His best runs are normally fresh giving the grounds a big tick for him. If I had to change something, I probably wouldn't have liked to have been jumping from barrier one. Uh, Midnight Charm's a a big horse compared to the size of him. And uh, the last place I'd really want to see him is sort of uh, in the box seat, looking for runs. He's not sort of the sort of horse that you want to barge out. And it probably looks too much pressure. Horses like Midnight Charm and Who Shot Susie probably try and roll forward and uh, hopefully they overdo it and, we can just pop off their backs at some stage. But I think he's a great each-way bet, and uh, I'd be disappointed if he wasn't running well here today.
2: What about Shalaman and Exeter in the Apache Cat Classic over a 1,000 metres?
0: Yeah, Shalaman, he's had a great campaign since arriving. Um, he's been consistently running well. He has to step up in grade today, and I think he'd have to run to a... A new PB, but hopefully they overdo it up front and he can just get into a nice spot um, from a good draw just in behind them somewhere. And uh, as I said, overdo it up front and he can be solid late. And Exeter, he actually got galloped on at his last start at Mooney Valley and he just had to um, be put on ice for a few weeks and we just had to sort of tighten the screws up again. And um, there wasn't sort of much around for him in that benchmark 78 bracket. So um, he's coming here today knowing he'll need further and uh, he'll only improve off the run. So he'll be second half and if he can be working through the line to be finishing midfield, I'd be more than happy with that.
2: And should we have something on Keats in the Bet365 for Kilmore Cup tomorrow? Yeah,
0: it looks a nice race for him. Um, They've had significant rain overnight at Kilmore, 15 mils I was told, so I would expect that track to be sort of Somewhere between a six and an eight, which probably won't hinder his chances. Uh, we all know where he's going to be in the run. It'll all come down to what sort of pressure he gets uh, during the early and middle stages of that race. But um, yeah, look, I thought his first up run was full of merit and he was probably only 80% going into that run. So he probably exceeded my expectations a bit. And uh, I think he's made nice improvement. And uh, I'd be disappointed if he wasn't running well there tomorrow too.
2: Beautiful. I'll tell you what. Sorry, Quinny, go.
1: I was going to say, it would be good fun having a GoPro on Gav tomorrow at
0: Kilmore Cup
1: Day should they get the job done today at Cranbourne in the Cup.
0: Yeah, if we get the job done at Cranbourne
2: today, it might be a bit dusty tomorrow. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it'll be a good problem to have. All right, then. Um, You used to have Boss Queen. Did you sell Boss Queen now? Yeah, Boss Queen, uh, she was sold through the online uh, auctions just
0: Probably needed to go to a, a weaker uh, racing jurisdiction.
2: Yeah, she's at Inforal. Some people uh, texting in, and um, yeah, I just looked at it there. He doesn't train it now, so um, yeah, good luck to the connections there with Boss Queen. Um, now, Gav, what's your best? If I gave you a hundred dollars, what would you do with it?
0: Oh, I'd have to go with Just Fokin. That the the rains arrived, and um, after having a good look at the race, I'd, yeah, I'm pretty happy with him.
2: All right, mate, go and, go and get that Cranbourne Cup today, mate. Your team's flying. Um, well done. you teamed up well with the mailbag team that are going great guns as well. So we wish you the best of luck today. Thanks very much, guys. He's a superstar trainer, Queenie Gavin Bedge. Good jeez. He's done a good job making the most of his opportunities and he's found a niche in the market in a way, but he's a talented horseman and the results speak for themselves.
1: He's a great horseman. You're spot on, Gareth. And he's so modest about it as well. And what I hope happens is that this leads to him getting opportunities with younger horses where he can get his hands on them from day dot. Because I do think going forward, he's going to have a terrific career. And as you said, he's found his niche getting these horses and giving them a new home and a new environment. And it's obviously working wonders, but I just don't think we want to see him limited to only having those sort of horses because I'm sure he'd do a terrific job as well if he was given a horse from day dot.
2: How do we mark your race card there at Cranbourne today? I, In the first race, I'm with Warmonger. I think 220 probably is right price, but I think he'll be tough to beat. Um, William looks tough to beat, but this horse, Peach treaty, have you heard much from the Freedman camp regarding this galloper that was impressive on debut? on a heavy track um, in a two-year-old race and we see it for the first time today, um, this preparation. is a three-year-old now, of course. This is a Philly by National Defence.
1: Yeah, and I think the track conditions are going to be something we've got to monitor throughout the course of the day because I mean, it's all good and well to look at the breeding and look how we anticipate horses will handle it, but if the rain does come and there is more forecast, it's going to be interesting throughout the course of the day, especially on the 10-race program. So Look, I think I'm happy to get involved at Cranbourne today or poke around throughout the course of the day, but I'm going to probably stick with runners I trust more under the conditions. And in the early part of the day, I just thought there were some of those yep. favourites were looking a little under the odds for my liking.
2: All right then, mate. So what about at Kemla Grange? Are you marking your race card there? What do you think Sorry, of his...
1: I, I will give you what I backed at Cranbourne, though. I won't put yep. the short step in. I'm going to have something each way on Revolutionary Miss, race three, number one, from the Snowden Stable. I thought it will be up on speed. They can use the gate to advantage... Kazoo, odds on at sixty. Obviously the one to beat, but we're getting better than even money to place revolutionary. miss, and I thought was a good chance there of causing the mini upset. Going to stick with King's Crossing to make it back-to-back victories. Race 4, number 2 from the Danny O'Brien stable. Another one that's drawn a good draw there, gate 2. I think Damien Lane could be positive there and will be hopefully hard to beat. Later on in the program, in the cup, I'm with Gav. I'm sticking with Just Folk to get the job done. That's race 9, number 2, $5.50. And my best bet on the program, hopefully it's good things come to those who wait. Race 10, number five, Jimmy Starr. A perfect two from two since relocating from New Zealand. A horse with terrific upside, and I think we'll make it three from three today.
2: All right, mate. What about at Camelot Grange? Ozapenko, despite the heavy track, is he the horse to beat in the gong? Look, I think he is
1: the horse to beat. He has been well back throughout the course of the week. He was $7.50 this time a week ago. He's now a $4 joint favourite with Detonator Jack. I think Detonator Jack's got a terrific chance as well. The other runner I'm going to put through the exotics, number 18, Lock Eagle, a last start winner. So there's the three I've got there that will be mighty hard to beat in the gong. My best bet on the program comes up earlier on in the day. I thought we could get the job done with Tribeca Star, race two, number two, a last start winner from the Matthew Dunn stable. Nashville sticks in the saddle. So hopefully he can go well. And I better put my hand up. I've got a tiny share in one running today at Kembla Grange. To say he doesn't win out a turn would be an understatement, Gareth. But if I don't declare, Dragonstone's going to go round over a thousand metres, and he does get his name back on the winners list, there'll be. Public enemy number one. So he's race eight number six. Cheer hard for the Mighty Dragonstone. He has a tendency to get back, hit the line well, and you think that horse will win next start. The only slight problem is the next start win never eventuates.
2: All right, I'm working it out. I'm about to have a chat to Darren Carroll. We're going to do a Gallops Trot Dog Multi. Five horses. We'll see what price it'll be there with Ladbroke's, and we'll see if we can nail it today because there's so much great racing across the three coats. We'll, we'll challenge that is an myself. Understate. So my, that is an understatement. I've got about 16 horses in and dogs in my bet slip at the moment. To get it down to five <laughs> will be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty uh, enjoy well, yourself. I you a... the
1: burrito ad, which yes. you said why not have both with the hard shell and the soft shell. You can have both those multis, just gamble responsibly, uh, Gareth. Normally t- I say that directed at everyone. Today it's specifically aimed at you.
2: Um, race number four there at Pukekohe is a good thing Um and I was in New Zealand, they were tipping this horse strongly, Poetic Champion. Um, he's been replaced by Savagley's favourite now for the Maroni Camp. Um, but Poetic Champion, they tell me, is well above average. $2.80 as we speak in race number four um, there at Coe today. Nineteen minutes past eleven. Quinny, you enjoy Cranburn. Thanks for your time as always.
1: Thank you, Gareth. Thank you
2: all. This is Race Card on SEN Track. You're listening to us on your local SEN Track dial or a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app join our conversation 0499-736-736. straight after this break I think Ollie, we might have a chat to see if we can get Darren Carroll on the on the phone and have a chat about the Melton Trots tonight live on SEN track this is race car with Gareth Hall text in anytime on 0499-736-736. and for all today's tips head to the track hub on the SEN app
3: my recital. I think it's very vital. To rock, around. That's right. On it's it's uh, top. To right.
2: I'm 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 lost for words. Huey Fitzpatrick, the great tip-off superstar, week in, week out. He's leading the way, not only in SEN track, but nationally. And I just beat him in table tennis oh. once again with my forehand. Absolutely devastating. And I said, Hey Huey, you better come on, mate. Um, People need your tips on Saturday. You put your you put your, your your story out and your tips, and we need to hear we need to hear from you, Huey. The great myth in the the tipping um, tipping world these days in this country, and he's just walked off back upstairs. So the magic man Milo, he's, he's not he doesn't shy away from huh. this type of commitment. Hello to you, Miley. Hello, mate. You know he's dominating Huey Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he every is. time on Giddy Up for the great tips Tipster of the Week. They mentioned this Huey Fitzpatrick.
3: He's flying, dead set flying.
2: But I don't. I want to hear from him. He's yeah, one I'll, of the greatest myths of all time.
3: He's, I think he's caught in that between that place of, do I want to talk or do I not want to talk? He's oh, he just just trying wants, to work that yeah. out.
2: Um, hey, um,
3: good show this morning.
2: It's been it's been interesting. Plenty of news. Did you get on Swayze for the inter Dominion? No. He'll be, he he should be equal favourite. That was the breaking news this morning. Swayze heading to Inter, the Inter Dominion, which is harness racing's equivalent of the Melbourne Cup. He won the New Zealand Trotting Cup there a few weeks back. So that was interesting. And Keshi Boom out of the Guineas, unfortunately. But we sort of knew that after listening to, to Grant Williams yesterday on Giddy Up.
3: It's amazing that even yesterday when we went on the other shows and even trackside, I was sort of trying to say that you want to take it easy if you're. Looking at Keshi Boom, it might not run. And people on social media were still saying Keshi Boom will just win. Well, weren't sure whether or not Keshi Boom is going to take a slot. Just heard um, Quinny before saying it's now come out of the market. So, look, race one abandoned. Read that out yesterday when races WA let it on. It's yes. going to be a difficult day there for for the horses and participants. And like Neville Parnum said yesterday, the only place where people will still wear a three-piece suit to
2: – Yeah, though, I should have asked. I've just been in communication with Perth Racing, and they say that, you know, that um, gates open at 9 o'clock Western Australian time, so in about half an hour's time. geez, it's going to be a long day there. Perth – I can handle the Perth heat. Perth heat's a little bit different to, say, Eastern State heat, if you know what I mean. Um, but it's going to be – hopefully the wind conditions aren't that strong.
3: So their races, our time, start at 6 o'clock. Correct. So when you finish trackside today, you're going to settle up home,
2: watch racing.com, of course, the Greyhounds, the Melbourne Cup coverage, of course. Are you on that tonight? Yes, we are. Oh, nice. I, I just was talking to Quinny. It's going to be difficult. Like you got the Breeders' Crown at the when. Melbourne what are
3: trucks. the race times between the dogs and well, the it's horses? It's
2: difficult. Like last you time, you will I...
3: have a screen behind and you'll be looking at.
2: I was just <laughs> mentioning my ADHD. I've got inattentive ADHD, ADHD. So it's difficult to like. I can concentrate on a few different things, but um, sometimes if you've got the railway stakes on and we're talking to Mitchie Abay about a Melbourne Cup, Pete, it's, I'll be in the conversation. Don't worry
3: about that. But but, but you won't be.
2: I will, but I won't be.
3: <laughs> and, so, and that's probably no different to most yeah. of the other time, Gary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, God help us. Yeah, it's um, oh, You're going to be looking like a meerkat on that coverage oh, today.
2: Yeah, I'll have – like if if someone needed the blinkers, it's definitely me today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and we, so it'll be a lot of fun. Hey, we've got one in the first or this fourth race at Puka um. So we might take the news, then we'll come back. We'll take this race because it's a good day there today. This is one of the features, and uh, the one's out to 290 now, but it was a good tip around for that galloper in um, the Jonathan Munn's colours there, and the red and the white. So let's take the news, then we'll come back with more of race cards straight after this. The SEN app. Don't like it. I love it, love it, love Robbie Logan, he's Uh-oh. a, he's
3: a Mate, he's the best-looking man yeah, in New Zealand. Chap- the rooster.
2: Um, he's tipping the one here for the Sharrick Camp at Pukakoi over the 1,100 metres, one of the feature races there, the Challenge Stakes. So this could be a nice way to start your Cranbourne Cup, Gong, Railway Stakes, Melbourne Cup, um, Greyhound Heats or Breeders, I, Breeders' Crown Final Night and the Trots at Melton's Day
3: Night. I said to Robbie Logan once, I said, if I look like him and had my game, it'd be like a very dangerous combination. <laughs>
2: oh, God help us. Um, so where are you playing most today? Because in your own backyard, there's finals day at Morpheville or your former Funnily home? Funnily enough, yeah. Yeah. It
3: is finals day traditionally can be rather difficult because, um, uh, it, it well, just I think statistically it throws up some interesting results. But from a, a, a stone cold form perspective is you do get the lead ups mm-hmm. especially a lot of the heats and the races I mean, yeah. where you can line the horses up and and it's almost form 101 the rains I, put
2: us better in the works however today hasn't it
3: yes it has um have you done the full track updates already yes yeah, so,
2: and we've got to read the scratchings there at kembla grange oh, because
3: don't me to just yeah you can pull, go I'll pull it, it. up yeah. this is going to take an eternity this
2: maybe some are just the the big guns at Camilla Grange because oh, we are on a testing me? We're on a heavy track. I've got it here. So we got so where do we start? Um in race seven, Cepheus, we mentioned these this morning. Kerwins Lane, Banju, Spangler, Superium, super helpful. And I've been trying. Malkovich is out of the Warra. Is it the Warra? Yep. Cannonball, hard to say on the lead. Matter Shelby sixty six has been saved for race number nine. And Emperor comes out of race nine and yeah. he would have been
3: tough to beat. That's a big one.
2: Yep. So that's the story there with most of the big guns regarding that Kemler Grange meeting. We're on a heavy eight there this afternoon. And um, just got a track downgrade there at Cranbourne after some rain. And Gavin Bedge could report of that. So on a soft six now. So that's probably good enough, as he pointed out, for just folk. And then at Morpheville.
3: So this isn't too bad a soft yep. six there.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon that it's held up pretty well. They, they've the only run. had
3: yeah, ten mil in the last seven yep. days, but it, it is a bit patchier. The rain did go further south. The farm so actually got a bit. They're
2: racing. This horse is. Going Where to, are we? It's going to go to the front here. It's going to get raced a little bit by the second favourite. He's going to try and kick up and hold up. New forex
3: colours, aren't they? Yeah. Or, um...
2: That's a bad ride on the one because he poetic champion. He had the inside, and then he lets Michael McNab cross him. Um, And now he's got to sit outside the leader, which is just ridiculous.
3: You don't let them do that. No. That's well called by you.
2: Well, it's just dumb.
3: Right. So Savage Lee, head on its chest. Poetic's going to move up next to it. I'm not sure who you'd want to be on here. We haven't really spent the penny. And it's in for the fight, but I don't know whether, is it going to find? Yeah. See, now it's got to stretch out. It's got to fight back. Oh, no, it's going to get outside. overrun on the outside. Too hot a speed.
2: 5-4-1-2. Yeah, it was disappointing in the end. What a, what a crazy old race that was. Mental. Yeah. And for a small field like that. Sam Spratt, $360.80, defeats Bellatrix, star and poetic champion there at Puka Kali.
3: Back to your original question, where I want to play. I've probably got three or four at Morfordville, and I'm sort of, that I'm going to hit... And then on more Kembla Grange, I'm sort of just chipping away. You know the old adage, I know it's not great for for pumping it, but as soon as it gets wet, you shut the book. So um, Kembla Grange, really, really light. Cranbourne is probably going to be the interesting one. Have you been outside? I've come in here. You were destroying Hewitt table tennis. It is humid.
2: Yes, I heard that.
3: And and soft six there, but the clouds do look like – that they may have a bit of an impact out there at Cranny a little bit later yeah, on. Yeah, that'll but be interesting. Do you reckon we shop early? Because I think we can shop early in the first couple of races, especially two or three races, and uh, and get it done. Get okay. the money in the bank. All right, then take it away. Well, warmonger in the first for the price. I engine. reckon it'll win. Yep, I think it'll win. Um, we go to race number two, uh, and this is where Brave Mead's been scratched. Wiggum's elected to run here and not run in the final over there, there's a big watch on this Jewel Bay. Yeah. So, oh, look, I'd be probably more inclined to take um, to take Jewel Bay if the money comes in the market. I mean, Travis Dowler, you got to respect. He's a he's a smart, smart operator. Is Trav, mm. and they would have looked at this, looked at this, looked at this to get a win again for this horse. You just don't know whether or not the Flemington straight sort of it got away with it. Yeah, it did beat Barber.
2: He did that, like the rating. On his rating, like, there's only two horses in that race. The Freedman runner, you can, I would save on that horse because you don't know what its ceiling is. But you know that if the Travis Dowdle horse turns up, it's going to win. Oh, like, un- the, the, unless or, that horse has got that X factor well, that we don't know about. The,
3: the little bit that you've got a query on. I was with Brave Meat, but Jewel Bay is one from one track and trip here. 54 and a half kilos, right? Yeah. And... and Cramben can be a little bit like that. Would yeah. that be fair to
2: say? Yeah, just yeah. I, I think he just got to monitor the market there.
3: Kazoo um, and Healing Oasis. Yes, um, four five two. Um, oh, sorry, four one two. Revolutionary Miss. I was looking at the scratching and climbing star. Yeah, Revolutionary Miss is the one. The early money came. Geordie Childs aboard, but Kazoo's got to be the one. You're only getting a dollar sixty now. It's too short. Um, and then we move into this race, race number four. I've literally written one word in my book, take a guess what I wrote, wild. Yeah. It is crazy, this. If you're having a crack at this benchmark, 70 over 2,500, you need your head read. Did you have anything in that?
2: No. I think Just Folk is a bet now with the weather.
3: Um, and apart I, from that- Just Folk in the cup? Yeah. I really like him. I'm with pounding.
2: Uh, too wet for him.
3: Too wet? Soft yeah. six?
2: Yeah. You think? Yeah, hundred percent. I think mood. When I was talking to moods there during the, the Karaka. If, if the sale, rain comes. Yeah, I think they were thinking about scratching him.
3: Um, well, if it comes, they will, won't they?
2: Yeah, probably. But I think soft set, like soft five, I think would have been okay. Good track, he would have been definitely the horse to play. I reckon. But
3: does it help Foxy then if it gets wet? Yeah,
2: yeah. So that'll be interesting to see what happens.
3: And then we I think we're all in Jimmy Star. I mean, we declared yeah. it last time at Bendigo. And it had no right to win. Um, we got the small Caribbean island. We've called a giddy up. Yes. That's what after we clean them up on Benigo Cup Day.
2: We're gonna. I think we have got to monitor him because if he's out the back and they're not making up ground, he's got a wide gate. Um, he got a he got a peach there that
3: day by Blackish. Yeah, well, it, the... it's a funny thing about that because he wins. It's a peach. Yeah, hundred percent. If he gets done peach. a lip. Yeah, it was unlucky. It's, it's it's uh well, what are you doing in there? so well, he had
2: to do it. I don't think he wins if he went via the Cape. So, no, he doesn't. Yeah, it but, was a brave ride, but
3: I mean, but who's beating him in this? The fields are know. massive.
2: No, what about we're going to take a break? So, what about outside of Cranbourne? Have you got anything for us?
3: Yeah, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Doomben?
2: Yeah, give us your best at each. Do it. Do I run through um, my actual bets? Correct. Do you do your interstate type of multi?
3: Uh well, I, I won't do. The multi, I just want to double check because I was going to do this before I jumped on. That one's scratched. So I normally come in here after I'm finished. Race five, number five at Dooman. Chris Nelson's got a ho- his horse running in here again. Everyone keeps taking it on. It's against Midnight in Tokyo at $1.95. April in Augusta. If you like Midnight in Tokyo, same race multi at $13.270. Yeah. This horse
2: is keeps winning. Curly, made Midnight in Tur- Tokyo his best of the day. Anchor in the
3: Maltese, and, and but box up with the five. Yes. Do something with the five. April and Augustus two seventy a place. Midnight in Tokyo is a dollar ninety five to win okay. out the gate from a dollar seventy five. I think race six number fourteen, Madame Odette, um, will be winning for Tony Golan and Benny Thompson. Race eight, the feature, I'm with Scalopini. Yeah, I'm with
2: Scalopini too.
3: Yeah, five bucks yeah. for this. This horse has won four of 11 first up, placed three other times. One track and trip, loves it here. Two from five at the trip. It's had a trial, settle on speed. I mean, what horse out of the race do you want to take? I yeah. know if you were keen on Zarastro, but it's drawn 13. Yeah, I
2: agree.
3: Um, race nine, uh, I was with Princess Rohanis, but not as heavy as what people would think. Second up here for Tony Gollan again. And race 10 my best in doom and licker.
2: So, so you're keen on the Queensland meeting. What about in Adelaide? Just run through your best there, please. Three best. Yes. Race two,
3: number two, Kinetic Jewel. Race five, number one, the map. And race nine, number two, press down. All right,
2: then. it be a big day for our great mate Jackson France, who oh, produces me on Giddy Up. If, if Wiggum wins. went
3: there, it would have won. Yep. And if Wiggum didn't go there, this horse well, is best him in. in the race. good
2: luck getting him on a Monday. I'm, I'm away. You're doing Giddy Up on a Monday, but. Good luck getting Jacko on a Monday. Yeah, he won't he be wins. back. If it <laughs> wins
3: Jeez, Jacko in his colours and yeah, two. Oh. We won't see him for dead. How, I love Jacko how he's he's what's he, twenty four? Five. Oh, he's twenty five going on fifty. Twenty five going on fifty. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah.
2: He's got a real he hasn't got a girlfriend yet, but he's got Do horse. you reckon
3: we could find him one? Oh, I don't know
2: about that. I think he's in love with his horses.
3: Do we have do we have a twenty five year old um female listeners that probably would yeah. be interested in the number one producer yeah. of the number one
2: I reckon I think he, we can
3: oh four double nine seven three six seven three six.
2: I think Huey Fitzpatrick, our digital content man, I don't know if he's found love. Well he's he bring ba- his step but, this morning. Well he battles
3: a little bit, doesn't he? Well with It's just a chat that gets him. He's pretty yeah. confident with Jacko
2: what, had his game he'd be unstoppable. He's pretty confident imagine. with what yeah. he's
3: presenting to the public. Yeah. Like uh,
2: from from the aesthetics. Yeah, his eyes are always wide open. <laughs> <laughs> <Hewie>. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take a break. We've got Hong Kong couple of in-jokes there. Huey Fitzpatrick's our digital man, and we've had him a few times on this show. You can Google him. Um, you, can Jackson, Google him. <laughs> you can Google him. You can Go t- Google yeah. him. Go Google him. We're, we're, we're going to take a break. On the other side of it, we'll find you a winner in Hong Kong. And Darren Carroll's tips for Melton. Timmy Richter, race five, number five, race six, number two, very pretty. And Valley Maven, race nine, number 11. his tips there on Group One racing, Group One night there at um, Melton. We'll come back with plenty more.